0: It is my task to um, deal with worship on Sundays, or why worship on Sundays. I'm going to use some scattered scriptures throughout the Bible to try to drive this point home. All across our land and country, Sunday morning has been for a while the designated time that Christians came together and worshiped God. You can admit with me that there's just something about Sunday morning. I grew up in the country and um, on Sunday mornings I would be awakened to the sounds of gospel singing in our home. My mother would wake up early in the morning and I need to tell you, um, she did not mind playing the radio on 10. (laughs) Volume went from zero to 10 and she knew no, no other way to play it other than turning the dial all the way up until it woke us up early on Sunday morning. I look forward to going to church to, at a young age, I'll admit, I wanted to see my friends. But in going to see my friends, I met my closest friend. Sunday, or Sabbath day, or the Lord's day. It's been under much much debate down through the years. Our, I guess we can call them friends, over in the Seventh-day Adventist Church would say that we were dishonoring God or breaking the law by having worship on Sunday. But my reply to them, even before I would get to proving why we do it in the scripture, would be that our God is bigger than one day of the week. God's worship should not be um, just singled out just one day. In other words, if the only day of the week that you are a worshiping Christian is on the day that we gather together together, I question whether or not you're a Christian at all. Because God is worthy of worship, praise, glory, and adoration Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day of the week. As a matter of fact, when I came to Jesus, it was not on a Sunday morning. When I came to him, it was on a Saturday night. And I didn't come because it was so called the Jewish last day of the week, or that's because the day had rested. No, I came because I was a sinner in need of a Savior. Prayerfully, that's why you came as well. In the New Testament, Sabbath day, or uh, the Jesus was always in conversation with the Jews over the Sabbath. Seemed like there was always some kind of confrontation. Jesus doing something on the Sabbath and these super religious folks always had a reason to say that he was the devil or something. It was always an issue. And why is it that whenever somebody is delivered or ever Jesus gets credit for something, It always has to be another reason or someone has broken the law. The the, the sad reality is for worship, some people are beyond God's reach in many people's estimation. That sometimes if a person comes down the aisle, and when they come and give their lives to the Lord there's always something some ritualistic person sitting in the in the crowd saying I know their past I know where they come from I know what their family what their whole family yeah you know them Johnsons all of them is some liars how in the world could they come but that is just In the words of my mother, the trick of the enemy, the devil wants us to think that people are beyond God's reach. And as a matter of fact, no matter how many degrees you get, no matter how spiritual you claim to be, you should never become a self-employed judge. You ought to always be a willing witness for the Lord Jesus Jesus, in one occasion in Mark chapter 2, he and his disciples are going to a field, through a field, and uh, basically the the disciples begin to pluck corn to eat. And the Pharisees accused them of breaking the Sabbath. And according to the Old Testament law, that was even worthy of being put to death. Breaking the Sabbath, how in the world can you do it? Jesus. Brings up David going in the temple and eating food uh, of the priests and giving it to his men. There's something wrong with a Sabbath that does not take into consideration the needs of the people that God loves. were hard on Jesus. How in the world do you have the audacity to feed the hungry on the Lord's day? How dare you minister or heal anybody? How dare somebody get delivered on the Lord's After all, this is a day of rest, and nothing should happen on this day at all. If you do anything, you deserve to be judged and punished. But Jesus allows this to happen. He told, listen true lordship uh, over the Sabbath is not invested in men but it's invested in the son of man in other words Jesus is the reason why we gather together to worship as a matter of fact if Jesus is not the reason that we gathered if the cross never happened if Jesus never died he was not buried and he was not raised then why are we here what good does it do for us to come up in this Building or in our worship services to look at how well we're dressed or how straight our hair is or our nice vehicles on the parking lot. Jesus is the Lord over the Sabbath. He is the object of our worship we don't worship some pie in the sky being jesus is the object he is the center of our worship in the old testament the seventh day was to be a reminder of god as our creator but in the new covenant uh has been a completely different thing. It is God is defining himself as Savior and we focus on God as our Savior, God as our Redeemer. God came in Jesus Christ to redeem us of our sin. The reality is, in the world we live in today, most people would rather be right than forgiven. I was watching a documentary earlier this morning, I'm ashamed to say it, about George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. And the LGBTQ, they keep adding letters and numbers to this thing, but however it goes, A B C D X Y Z. XYZ, Elemental P. <laughs> Have made it where the lifestyle is acceptable. And if it's acceptable, that means that Christ did not die for it, therefore, it is not sin. And so, if you get saved under a Jesus Christ, so to speak, that says that that lifestyle is okay, you're in fact not saved at all. As a matter of fact, if you get saved in a lifestyle that says lying Jesus is okay with liars and it's okay to be a liar, you're then probably not saved at all because that's not the Christ of the Scriptures. Let me hurry i said i wouldn't be too long and matthew 28 reads like this after the sabbath at the dawn of the first of the week mary magdalene and the other mary went to the tomb and there was a violent earthquake and an angel of the lord came out of heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men the angel said to to the women do not be afraid for i know that you are looking for jesus whom was crucified he's not here he has risen just as he said come and see the place where he lay then go quickly and tell his disciple he has risen from the dead and gone ahead into Galilee. There you will see him, now that I have told you. So the women hurried uh, away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them don't be afraid go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and they will see me. It was the day after the Sabbath on the first day of the week it could be said that this was the first worship service. After Jesus was risen what did they do? They worshipped and listen if Christ be raised in you why is it so difficult at times to worship if he is indeed not in the day in the grave if the stone indeed has been rolled away if he indeed sits at the right hand of the father then why do we come to worship and have to be pumped and primed And sung to make happy. And prayed happy. And even preached happy. If he is risen. I love. Musicians. I am a musician. Well right now I'm not. But. Played the drums. Growing up in church. But. One thing I've learned. Is that. Real worship. Doesn't start. When you get here, get to church on Sunday morning. No, no, no. Real worship on Sunday really ought to start on Saturday night. And Saturday night worship really ought to start on Friday night. (laughs) And Friday night worship really ought to start on Thursday night. In other words, we ought to perpetually be in worship, worshiping God. And so when I come to church and Dr. Holmes stands up and he begins to talk about Jesus, I don't wonder who he is. I know him for myself. It's kind of like football game. If you go Jacksonville football game on Friday night and the running back breaks a play and he's running down the field, nobody has to tell you he played for Jacksonville. <laughs> You already know, right? And your hands automatically go up, and you say, "Run!" run. Well, you know, Doctor Holmes' reply may not be as you know like this, but you know he may say, "Amen." <laughs> let, let me hurry. <clears throat> so, on the first day of the week. We ought to worship because of the risen Lord. I just want to give you some some scattered observations concerning this worship. Nature declares that worship is essential. It is essential. Every man worships something or someone. Everybody does. Matter of fact, on Sunday morning, you can drive to church and you see some people out washing and waxing their cars they're in worship some people worship their homes sadly some of us are guilty of worshiping ourselves Romans 125 they change the truth about God for a lie and they worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised amen We must be careful to avoid self-derived idols to be erected in our worship services. Number two, God condones the worship of himself. God is okay. He wants us, he invites us to worship him. Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship, bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. I think in the confession, it says that all men ought to come together. All men. Worship is sacrificial. When we come to worship, we sacrifice. Genesis 22, Abraham walks Isaac. They're going up the mountain. And the son says to that, I said, Dad, you know, uh, I see the wood, I see the fire, I see the knife. There's only one thing that I don't see it's the sacrifice. Abraham had taught his son what it took to worship. Could it be that God is looking down? On us on our way to worship and saying, church, I see pews, I see building, I see people, I see hymnals, I see Bibles, but where's the sacrifice? In other words, Sunday morning at your worship service, did you have a funeral? Did something die in your worship? Did you leave there ready to love people more? Did you leave there ready to stop telling half-truths and tell the whole truth? Something has to die on the inside of us in worship. Worship is colorless. Oh, come, let us worship. Let's bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It doesn't matter. Sunday morning, I'm ashamed to say this, but it's the truth. It is the most segregated hour of the week because most of us are comfortable with worshiping in our preference oh I want to go to a black church oh I want to go to a white church oh I want to go to an Hispanic fellowship how about we just come together and just have church how about that listen you've not truly worshiped until you can get past seeing color, isn't it, sh- it uh, 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 a shame that the LGBTQO69 squared <laughs> can see past their sin, but we can't see past our color. <sighs> I'm almost done, Dr. Holmes jesus must be central in worship no other can stand in his arena nobody else deserves a place of to a place to be worshiped in our worship services nobody but christ sadly at many churches jesus is not the biggest personality in the church it is a certain family that may have money And the pastor is a sellout because he won't preach truth to keep the offering up. Hebrews 12 and 2. Therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter or finisher of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is the object of our worship. Now, the Sabbath should be kept, but the only way it's kept is through Christ Jesus. You see, the only way to be acceptable to God is if you, let me just say it to you like this, if you have to show up and stand before God and you bring your father or your mother and say they're the reason why I'm here, both of you are not going to make it well why the EE question why should I let you into my heaven oh I was a good man oh I was raised in a Christian home I went to a wanna. I went to Sunday school oh I went to seminary I'm a preacher it's bad to preach about a Christ that you don't know The Sabbath is not something that God placed on that day, but it's the day itself. It was God's institution. The Sabbath didn't even know it was a Sabbath until God rested on it. God did that. He did that. And it's fulfilled in the Lord Jesus. The only way we receive rest is to be in Christ. The truth of it is that as long as we keep trying to live our lives on our own and do our own thing, we'll forever be weary. But, I was listening to a story the other day. Uh, I've become a fan of of 90.3. Y'all know, I'm sure y'all know about 90.3, KVJS. And a guy was talking about how he was born with some deformities and that he didn't walk well and when he walked, people made fun of him. And when he talked, people made fun of him. Y'all may have heard it. And. Uh, His sister, his parents had died, and his sister kept inviting him to church. And he was saying, why would I go to church? They're just going to laugh at me. And when I talk, they're just going to laugh at me. And when I walk, they're just going to laugh at me. I'm just a nobody. And he begged his sister, he said, give up on me. Why do you keep inviting me to church? Give up on me. I'll never be anything. I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody give up on me I can relate to him I was lost in sin far from the peaceful shore unfit to live and wasn't ready to die but the master of the sea he heard me lifted me from the water and I say safe am I what was it it was love that lifted me it was love that lifted me when nothing else could help it was love that lifted me the son gave his life the man said I went to church a nobody he said but this nobody met somebody he said and when the nobody met somebody the nobody became somebody why do we worship on sunday because jesus is raised and the nobody becomes somebody